Previously, last week, the heroes, Corlai, attended Corlai as she made her impassioned plea to the matron of House Mizram, calling for their permission to bring the armies from the surface down into the Underdark to the city of spiders, so they may send the demons back to the abyss. While half of the party was doing that, Abbott went to the sorcery, guided by Hain, up to the top of the mage's tower, where they found Grump and Ree's notes that he used for summoning the demons into the city. However, the visage of Grump may not have been what it appeared to be, as the illusionary image disbanded away and revealed the demon sorcerer. Uh... Guy, I don't know if he's a sorcerer or not, but um, yeah, it was Frazzo Blue all along, maybe. Meeting back up together, making their way out to the outskirts, a vast tunnel network where clandestine meetings are had on the skirts, outskirts of the city. They plunged into the dark domain where they found... Vizran, who handed them all a stone heart, a focus to channel the ritual of summoning the demons back to the city, where you can all, whoops, where you can all fight them and hopefully banish them back to where they belong. And as soon as Vizran left, your friend, who you thought was your friend, Turns out he got eaten by a horrific blob monster, and then he, like, killed some incels and absorbed them into his gelatinous form, and and then y'all were, like, fighting. It was crazy, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. But you successfully uh, squashed that horrible blob monster, and... Although they promised to return and absorb you into the Gestalt consciousness that is now Denthalor, you did successfully defeat him, and hopefully he won't be back uh, for a few days here because he rolled high on his phylactery resurrection. Mm. No. That's good. Oh, uh, where do we find this phylactery? phylactery? No, probably back where we found the Elder Bitch. The Elder Bitch? Mm. Yeah. Shit. I guess we're gonna have to slay that motherfucking electory. Yeah, it's gonna be no easy task. Tell you what, it'll be one epic quest after another with us. For now, though, we have the current task of slaying the demon lord that is hiding within these walls. I agree. We should get to kicking some ass. Yeah, that's all we have to do, right? I am fairly low on my abilities, so perhaps a rest would be wise before we go into another battle. Should we head out to uh, the bakery that we have been meeting before? Makes sense to me. Indeed. Let's go there, then. We shall return to the place we were given to rest. That's a good idea. Sounds good. You guys turn back to Zora in this 
this series of interconnecting tunnels that line the city. And she gives you a curt nod. Very well, we'll make our way back then. Follow me, I'm pretty sure. Yes, the most expedient path would be this way. She begins to guide you all. Um, yeah, so you guys just start making your way back through these tunnels, and the Dark Domain is like a series of, like, um, they probably were like some kind of warren, or it's like some kind of creature, some uh, subterranean burrower used these tunnels and then vacated them as the drow moved into them later. This is just a absolute twisting mess of double backs, and you guys are having to, like, go full-on caving through some of these portions to navigate them. Uh, who knew I don't think I'll be doing any bouldering in this armor. Uh. As you say no bouldering, you guys come to, like, a 15-foot, like, cliff face that she begins to lightly scla- scrabble up. This place is more rocky than my relationship with life itself. I get to show off my new magic item. With a running leap, I will just jump the entire distance up. Yeah, you jump over her and she like uh, glares at you as she like leaps over the lip and you're already up there. (sighs) Shut off. Abbott unfurls his wings and gently glides up the cliff. Well, you know, these plates aren't exactly suited for climbing, so I thought I'd do it the way I'm more suited for. Well, I guess I should, uh... Well, if it is not suitable for climbing, then my abilities will not be so... No, the wall is fine. It's just my armor. Hmm. Well, I should climb these walls then. As you slide it under 15 feet. Uh, uh, on the wall. No problem. Abbott, is there any kind of limit on the wings, or can you just fly now? Well, um, I'll tell you what. Uh, so basically, I can unfurl them as a bonus action, and they stay unfurled until I either recall them or I get knocked down in combat. So you can fly. They work like wings because you fly now. Yes, I have 30 feet of flight. <sighs> I have been able to fly since level 16 I think 15 well are you a draconic sorcerer I am not Um, I am a divine soul at level 15 you get holy wings Uh, I see sounds like draconic sorcerer has that too level 14 good two levels earlier that means draconic sorcerer's pet no okay anyway you got <laughs> some so people you... would say so i guarantee it's not because draconic sorcerers don't get access to cleric spells no but they do get resistance to an element which is oh wow. really good <laughs> yeah like a gem uh, it can be like a dragonborn of draconic sorcery you have to uh, resistance at a time. Yeah, but Draconic Sorcery is boring. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it's boring. I'm not so you come around. It a... 
So Zora continues to lead you through these twisting passages, and she comes around a corner as you guys are discussing the finer points of different kinds of sorcerers, and she stops directly in front of you. You all have been pretty engrossed in your conversation, and you haven't really been looking around at your surroundings, but as you come into this passageway, you notice that the walls are glistening. They're... They gleam with some kind of fluid that continually oozes down the sides of the walls. And as she casts a quick look behind her, you all hear this... There's an enormous boulder seals the passageway behind you, and the rumbling continues as the walls begin to drop away all around you. You see Zora go, shit, as she drops into a low, inches above the ground, deep runner's lunge and starts jumping forward into a full sprint. The rumbling of the earth continues to fill the air around you. Huh. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, escape mode activated. And... I'll just pick up anybody who's too slow and just start running. Yeah, don't worry about the Darius. He can speed up very fast. <laughs> I have a 50 feet movement, so. Uh, I can dash and double my speed for 120 feet. I think I can handle the speed. Yeah, Abbott is, uh, he's just going to be flying. He's going to. All right. So, yeah. Abbott, you take off onto the air and you see uh, with your perspective, you'll, uh, yep. you got like an angle up there. All the ground just sloughs away and slides oh. off into this water. You see down below, maybe like 50 feet, there's the steaming, scalding water that these stones just drop into. And the only passageway forward, the only slender bridge is this column that's segmented into four se- uh, sections and it begins to spin. Wow. Your friends, Zora out in front and quickly being gained on, are trying to balance upon this tubular object as it begins to spin in different directions. They're trying to maintain their balance, and as you look at it, the oily substance that coats the walls also coats the column that they're trying to to balance upon to get to the other edge. Huh. Abbott just, you know, since he's unaffected by this death trap he's going to just be like attention everybody there appears to be an oily substance on what you're currently standing on I suggest you be careful uh, alright so will... yes what's Atherius doing Atherius will use his ability uh, Eagles to walk so he's hovering for like 10 feet above the ground, and he can fly. Okay. So I'm still going to require a dexterity check for you to navigate, even though you're flying and you're unaffected by the oiliness of the surface of the column. The column is continuing to rotate, and I need a dexterity check, um, or excuse me, an acrobatics check, as you try and try and center yourself onto the column as the rest of these rocks and the passageway just falls away below you. Sure thing. Uh, well, we are like the bubble, so it's a dense so 27. Yep, no problem. Alright, so you make it onto the column. 
Abbott, you're flying. Ingra is uh, just going to be happen to be flying on your back. Alaria, would you please make an acrobatics check as you try and navigate your way onto the column? All right. Can I help it? Acrobatics? Oof. Can I help him? Kind of a... Kind of a solo thing here. You're having to give 100% focus on just maintaining your position on this column as it spins below you. Sure thing. Sure thing. Alaria, you are going to be a disadvantage here. It makes sense. Since I am carrying somebody. Probably Coralie. If she came with us, I don't know if she did. Okay. It's not that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a four. It's a nat one. Yep. So uh, the rest of you see Alaria take a bad step, slips right off the column. Ass over Tedic Heddle with Coralie. You both begin to fall 50 feet. You're going to take. I'm definitely making sure I take it instead of her. Yeah, you do the. Featherfall? That someone has Featherfall. Well, no, no, never mind. I do have Featherfall. Are you seeing your friend fall to their doom? Oh, are they falling? Bad step, natural. That's crazy. Uh, Okay, wow. Valaria, I'm disappointed in you. There's a good. Acrobatics is shit. My athletics is amazing. uh, With a. With a. uh, little jiggle from his finger, you know, Abbott casts Featherfall, of course, to try to save Alaria from cooking to death in a soup of water. It's not kind of stop it. It's just yeah, kind of it's gonna, it's gonna slow your descent, you know? It's gonna hurt a little bit more once you get in. Yep. So All right. Falling down into the scalding water, you do the Batman thing where you grab her, go, uh, go on the bottom, and as you're about to hit, splash. You gently settle into the boiling hot tub water. You're going to take 29 fire damage as the superheated water gives you a little bit of a gives you a little basting. Mm. Mm. And then you're at least you didn't take any, uh, you know. So the first thing you notice is ow, hot, very too hot. Second thing you notice is you break the water. You are already 40 feet down uh, down the column. The water is moving at 40 feet per round, and you are being swept towards a tiny little opening in the wall. You see the mandibles of a stone spider, oh. and there's a statue that you are being swept towards very, very quickly. As you try and like grab onto something and gain purchase on the wall, you notice that the walls are very oily and they are not allowing any kind of handholds. You're just slipping right off of it as you are carried at breakneck breakneck pace to this tiny little aperture that is eating all the water as it passes through this tunnel trap. I'm gonna right. pull out one of my hand axes and just try to dig it into the wall to try and slow and use the metal blade to hook him. Absolutely, give me an athletics check. Disadvantage. Oh, Disadvantage? 
Uh, Disadvantage is the oily wall. And it's a little, it's an uncomfortable environment. No. Oh, wow. look at that. Wow. Plus 50, baby. Alright. I mean, that doesn't Holy help crap. your situation like being in the boiling water, but. No. It does, it does help you not getting eaten by a What was that animal. knight and was that the Shonakot elf in, in there? Okay. So, uh, you are able to successfully embed your axe into the side. You stop about about 15, 20 feet in front of the stone statue and you are holding Coralie over your head like strongman uh, you're strongmanning Coralie out of the water so she's not hurting. Uh, uh, Hilaria, this is a bad situation. Oh man. Um, uh, help? Help guys? Um, so Abbott well, this is all happening, by the way. I think Abbott would try to set Ingra down on the safe side of this pillar, you know, and then try to go back. So I think that's what he's going to do. Absolutely. Atherius, you're going to go ahead and try and cross the remaining distance. Give me another acrobatics check as you're trying to maintain your balance. Eight. 27 again. ASMR. Absolutely. Yeah, those dice ASMR sounds so good. So you're going to make it... What's your movement speed? Don't you have, like, a lot? Uh, no, uh, uh, I can... I can dash as a bonus action and dash as an action, so 40. So 40 feet? Yeah, and if I want to, I can increase to 80, so... Uh, I can literally save Alaria from... Uh, from this because I can I can 40 and 40 up uh, huh. if I use my tabaxi uh, uh, race that allows me to double my speed okay yeah so gonna, you just clear the entire pillar there you go you just bound uh, over I... Zora so Abbott is looking at the situation it's not a good situation to be sure just and he's using all of Coralie. He's using all of his computer power, you know, and thinking about what to do. You know, what would be the best way to save these guys? You know, wait for him to die and then resurrect them later. Flying or... close by. Yeah, yeah. He's just fine close by. He's just kind of thinking in the air, you know. Just, I'm just gonna like, just you know, he's train just... my muscles. I'm gonna throw Coralie uh, Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's gonna be an athletics check for you to throw Coralie and also maintain your grip onto the axe because the oil is leaking <laughs> off of the axe. That would suck if you just threw it right into the water. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, that would be terrible. Do I, see, do I see what's happening downstairs? 17. So, amazingly, the DC's 15. Oh, that's you good. throw Coralie all the way up into the air. It, It's like shooting a duck out of the air with a 12-gauge shotgun. She just la- launches into Abbott, and they go spinning off. He's able to maintain his flight, and they are able to like fly back in the direction, but you see the arc of the flight trajectory just like... 90 degree angle change and you are <laughs> able to continue to hold on to the axe at this point yeah I'll say like uh, what's your other uh, do you have like a dagger or something like that I have a second hand axe I was going to use to just dig in and climb back up 
Yeah, yeah. So you're doing that thing where yeah, you're just uh, not getting handholds so much, but like stabbing the wall upwards, and you start climbing up. You're gonna make it 25 feet. I'm gonna require one last athletics check to make sure that you're nice and slide back down and into the water. Using the hooked blade to just kind of find those rocks that stick out enough and pull myself out. Does the theory see Alaria struggling down there? I ain't struggling. 21. I ain't struggling. Yeah, as soon as you look over the ledge, you see Alaria like double flip over and onto the ground right next to you, and Zora. No problem. Roll the natural 18. Makes it the way across and joins you on the end of the rat trap. So, as Abbott's flying back, uh, he's like, you know what would be a funny joke? I could drop you into the scolding water. It would be very funny. Oh, we all there. Okay. I didn't see Are you sure thing. you want to do that? <laughs> Merely a jest, Hilaria. I would never do that. I'm not laughing. Let's get back to the city. Goodness gracious, I would hate to see any of us get roasted live in here. Let's move on, shall we? So nonchalant. <laughs> I mean, like, all right. Yeah, I forgot you guys are extremely high-level gods now. My my silly little traps aren't going to do much. Yeah, your, well, your, you little, boil, your little boiling uh, trap. You, you did you give me the belt. <laughs> So uh, athletics is kind of easy. You should, ra- you should raise the uh, the thing up to yeah, like, yeah, maybe to a little bit 18, higher. 18, 19, 20, maybe. It was supposed That's to be four this. rolls at disadvantage. Look, I'm just saying, uh, uh, you know, being boiled. I mean, she didn't take any more damage from being in the water. You know, probably uh, that, a little more. That one. I was in the water for at least two turns. Okay. Yeah, the water is not... The water is really only supposed to be hot at the initial splashdown. What's really Mm. dangerous is if you go inside the stone spider statue, that's a 2,000 feet distance of no air pocket. Ah, 20d6 spelling damage. No, no, no. Yeah, that's... No air? That's crazy. No air for five minutes. So most yeah, people with a constitution of below 20 are not going to be able to survive that. Yeah. You can hold your breath for a minute plus your modifier. Or a minute per modifier point. So I could hold my breath for five minutes. Yeah, so you would get through it. But hopefully, I was thinking maybe... So nothing lower than an 18. Yeah, exactly. I don't even hear, I don't even hear to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need air to survive. Who do you oh, think I am? So my traps yeah, are useless and I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah, DM, you gotta really try to step up and try to kill us. I mean, this is... <laughs> I'm dead and a robot. It would only affect me. Listen, he already killed my character just because of a mistake he did. Uh, I think he can literally kill a character if he wants to. Yeah. Well, literally. enough enough talk. Let's get back to the bakery. Literally only gonna hurt the person with 28. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you guys make it back to the city, and it's a very shiny, sparkly city, and you're walking back to Porcini's. Yes. That was a terrible trap. I wonder who could have set such a thing. God damn it! 
<laughs> I just love the fact that you said, God damn it! <laughs> I found I him. I feel for those that were not quite as skilled as us, it would be more deadly. We have been training for quite some time in the Underdark. Well, for me, it was a piece of cake. Talking about cake. You both can fly, of course it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I could uh, have used my climbing skills. When, when you're as cool as me, you don't need the ground to travel. Alright, if you need help, next time I... Just, just scream to me, please. You guys walk inside back towards the lovely establishment that is Porcini's. Bartender gives you a nod. He sees he's been given the heads up that you guys are VIPs. Given Ron of the place, you may go ahead and take your eight hours for your long rest as you go about your own business and recover, chow down, and you go ahead and take care of yourself. Do a little self care here down here in the city spires. All right. Nice. Uh, uh, for my two hours of light activity, can I go and uh, talk with the guy that I offer uh, the coffee? Yeah. Jog my memory. Who'd you offer coffee to? Did you get it I offered the coffee to a um, dep- depressed man that was sell- selling a magic item, I think. Yeah, Goth Gilmore. Goth Gilmore, yes. yeah, sure oh, was. Oh, no. No. He, he's, he's, he's too... He's too friendly. You're too friendly, Atheris. <laughs> Can I yeah, talk absolutely. to him before I go to bed? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, are you making your way there solo? Are you bringing anyone with you? Or are you going out there into the... The city of uh, spiders on one if well i will tell everyone who to, wants to join me and uh uh to see the uh the man i will say like you say like this well uh, before we go here i have some shopping to do uh, does anyone wants to come with me i have picked up everything i need from gilmore I could go, just to accompany you, of course. Wouldn't want you get into any trouble. Should probably take Sora in case you get stopped by the guards. Suppose that'd be appropriate. If you don't have an escort in the city, it would be a serious problem for you if you're stopped by any of the guards. Oh, don't worry, I'll get an escort. (laughs) What do you mean by that exactly, you crass piece of shit? I'll pretend like I didn't hear that, for I'll I pretend... could disintegrate you in a in a blink of an eye. And I'll pretend like you didn't make. And I'll pretend you didn't make misogynist jokes in a matriarchal society, so I don't have to disintegrate you with my hatred. A simple, a simple jest. Chill the fuck out. Yes. And you guys make your way out the door, Alaria. You go ahead and watch them go with a little trepidation in your heart, but they're you know. They're fine. They can take care of themselves. They're a smart crack team. And putting those bed, uh, those concerns to rest, you turn back, walk over to the fireplace. Coralie's there, and she is reading a book in one of these overstuffed lazy boys and taking a seat next to her. You go ahead and chill out and go ahead and mark your eight hours of rest. Per post, per post, per post. What is your plan for after... All this is over. 
I suppose I hadn't thought that far ahead. I, uh, I suppose my, uh, yeah, I'd like to continue to travel, perhaps to more sunny places, slightly less threatening. Mm. Keep it up on the surface, and if I could continue my work in diplomacy, I might be able to make some good in the world. See if there continues to, you know, be a world that's not completely dominated by demons. You, uh, think you'll need a bodyguard? Absolutely. Alaria, have you know you're at the top of my list, and it's a short list at that, for people I intend to continue to travel with. Happy to hear. She uh, blushes a little bit, and then she uh, turns the book over to you. And this is like a... It's not like a a tourist guide, but it's definitely like, enjoy the wonders of Menzo Barazan. And this is clearly written for like uh, internal uh, this is like a, a sightseeing internal uh, pamphlet. And she's going through and she's like, you believe that the Matron of Spiders has a different statues all around the city? We can see all ten while we're here. Sure. Uh, she's gonna continue to to go through these like different um different things in the city that you can go and check out. We're gonna go ahead and check in with uh, Therius and Abbott as you guys make your way over to Gilmore's Glorious Goods. You uh, walk on in, and Gilmore's putting on some of his uh, pointy ears. He's human, but you can tell that. Like, he does a solid layer of foundations, and his skin is so pale that he is trying to pass himself off as a drow. Like, I don't think anyone is really buying it, but, but you know, to be polite, they kind of just let him let him go on about it. A cosplayer. Uh, if there is, when he says, uh, what he, he sees uh, Gilmore uh, scratching the uh, thing uh, that he's uh, scurrying off, the Hello, my friend. It's been a small time. <sighs> Come in. Suppose it's it's a it is seeing you. That is what's happening again. I am again seeing you, and you are here. How can I help you? Uh, insight check to see how he feels. Go ahead. I'll give you a hint. He's depressed. Poor <laughs> him. Nine. Nine? Yeah, nine. <laughs> he's super cool. But very, you could see he's like, definitely like not having your shit. Okay. Uh, he's not listening to me. He's, just, he's listening uh, to you. He, he's definitely like going on about his job. He's, he's definitely not putting in the effort he should be and maintaining his establishment. Like there's a different plates of food still like on about you can see like the mold is growing on the mushrooms which you're not sure you've seen before give me a sec i'm gonna roll something uh, yeah let's roll that no uh all right he doesn't remember that well he, he does remember that he loves the coffee but um, i don't think he he, he you will find in London. Um, he approaches and says, uh, Well, the last time we spoke, I gave you uh, some uh, something that makes you happy, isn't it? 
Nothing makes me happy. That is an emotion I simply do not experience. And he goes back to some boiling water that you hear. Pulls it off a kettle and comes back to a French press and pours pours the boiling water into the French press and just lets it sit there for entirely too long as you guys continue to talk. Takes out three way too large coffee mugs, all each one with them black, and sets them out before you guys and starts pouring the darkest roast you've ever had in your life. Uh, Darius is gonna is gonna spend it before he drinks. Does he does he offer us the uh, the coffee? He doesn't offer you the coffee, but he sets down full mugs of piping hot coffee in front of you, and just starts sipping on his own. <laughs> he sees that and uh, he remembers. And um, Darius will look for the uh, merchant that was selling the coffee uh, before. Oh. Uh. Well, why thirst as that Abbott takes the cup? Of, oh, boy! What happened? Sorry, that was, was weird. What happened? Sorry. Whoops! My computer just fell asleep for a second because I didn't touch it. He likes being touched. <laughs> um. So Abbott, Same. Abbott, uh, he takes the cup and he pours it onto his face. Quite delectable. Uh, yes, it is. I'll clean that up later. You know he's not going to clean it up later. Is there anything else I can help you with? Why do you sound sad all the time? Why do you sound happy all the time? I think that's the real question. <laughs> I don't know if you've looked around at all here, Abbott, but we're in a city of slaves. Everyone here is a drow, doesn't have a real job. It's a terribly unequal society. If you have any brains in your skull, you would realize there's nothing to be happy about. I don't have a brain. I have a central processing unit, which is kind of like a brain. And also, I don't feel any emotions. But I do oh, know oh. that... But I do know that if this society is this successful, maybe slavery isn't so bad after all. Get out. I cannot continue this conversation. You're obviously a cold-blooded monster, and you'll fit right in here. I wish you the best of luck. I assure you, I have no blood. Yes, I, I should have realized that. But seriously, please leave. I am entirely too tired for this conversation right now. Have a... And he leaves respectfully. <sighs> yeah, and uh, you guys make your way out, and they're running up to you. Zora's kind of just been tapping her foot outside, waiting for you to leave. There's another drow that immediately, as they see you exit Gilmore's Glorious Good, makes a V-line for you and comes right up to you, Atherius. Traveler, okay. I request your presence. It would seem that the organization of Bregandereth is going to be requiring your presence. Um, sorry, I'm getting busy right now. I'm searching for... Uh... A guy that sells a coffee on the street. But, uh, can this wait? No, I'm afraid it can't wait. I'm going to have to insist. Come with me this instant. At this point, Zora is going to step in between you and him. Back off, Belgos. This one's mine. He's under my protection. Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> Goddamn. 
Zora. It's important for our organization that this individual in particularly is escorted back to Jerlax. Don't give a fuck what Jerlax wants or doesn't want. He's nothing but a mercenary and I don't give a shit what his machinations are and I thank you kindly to leave us out of his strings. I believe that would be up to the individual in question. Various. Uh, like I said, I'm busy, but I... We will talk about this later. And he goes away and goes to find the, the, the man with the coffee. As you take a few steps, you see he calls out, but not more than a whisper, but you can hear him closely. No one else, except for your party, can hear what he says, but he makes sure that you can hear him. Mm-hmm. Sarah said you would be difficult. Sarah, Sarah, okay, Sarah. Guy, it's not the guy that sells coffee on the street. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. I don't know who Sarah is. You don't see uh, the guy, the crabby, uh, you don't see the crab with the cowboy crabby, hat anywhere yeah. around. No. Crabby coffee! Uh, he's not there. Uh, <sighs> he will return to the shop. Uh, to get more shop. Well... Abbott, he sits respectfully outside the shop. Okay. And, and waits. He sees Abbott. He sees Abbott. And he said, Oh, sorry. Uh, did you. Were you kicked off of the shop? My, my assumption is yes. He did not like the comment I made. Uh, let me talk to him. I'm sure he will be fine. It's he, fine. He, he, pat, he pats you on the shoulder. It's obvious that he... His mind has rotted in this perpetual place of darkness. Maybe some sunlight would do him good someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he nods and he enters the shop and goes to see him more. And does he... Does Aetherius see him? So you do a quick lap through the bazaar. You don't find the cowboy crab, the cowboy crab, and you come back into the bazaar, go back into Gilmore's glorious goods and passing to Abbott on the way in. You do see Gilmore there. He has not cleaned up the coffee that was spilled all over the ground. It's kind of trying, it's like gooing and becoming, uh, it's definitely like seeped into the, the carpet and it's kind of, yeah, there's like a little thin white layer of spores that are beginning to grow there on the moisture, but yeah, he's just back there reading a book. Alright, uh, see the coffee on the floor, I cannot do anything about it. Um, give more. I know we had a, this conversation about a certain discount or something like this, isn't it? Uh, maybe, I forget. What was it about? Um, something about, like, uh, an item or something of yours that we can uh, look out for uh, in your shop. Sure, I haven't been keeping up on inventory lately, but I'm sure I have something that'll satisfy you. Oh, what is it that you need? Um, we happen to have a, a weapon that will suit my identity with death. Hum. And he goes really quickly over to the window and shuts that really fast. 
Sorry, it's starting to rain. <laughs> no problem. Hmm. So what? Uh, so we're not doing a whole bunch of shopping roleplay. What exactly? Which item are you? Are you still <laughs> looking for that red wizard uh, dagger thing? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. That, that's going to be at Gilmore's here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I sent the. Uh, I can send it uh, again. I remember. It's not that far up in the chat. There you go. Red the wizard, wizard blade. blade. It is a dagger. Uh, you feel death's presence emanating from one of the cubbies, and with a surprising amount of energy, Gilmore actually starts doing the scene in the Philosopher's Stone, where that guy is like searching for Harry's wand, and he's going through all these different cupboards, and he's like pulling out papers, and they're going all across the room. The Sorcerer's Stone. Messed up that Harry Potter movie. Anyway, he's going to pull out this jagged blade. The blade itself is crimson red. And he's going to pass it over to you. And... I can show you what it looks like. Uh, look at art. Really quick. Yikes. <laughs> Looks like who's that guy from Pirates of the Caribbean? The tentacle beard. Oh my god. Davy Jones. Jones. Davy Jones, yeah. It's like Davy Jones on that knife. Yeah, he's gonna pass that blade over to you. It's not gonna do three twelve three D twelve damage, just as a heads up. I'm gonna nerf that shit. But it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh you gonna nerf the damage on that yeah. thing? Yeah, three D twelve is a bit ridiculous. Uh but it'll still be pretty good. Uh what is the uh what is the uh extra damage then? Well let's modify that to one D twelve and then I might increase that later. I need to think about it though. It's still, like, it's still more than my flame tone rapier, but it's not that big of a deal if you have something that is literally immune to necrotic damage or resistance. You probably just change it to D6 to D12. Give me a D8, maybe? D6 or D10, 3D10, maybe? Let's do 3d6, and then we'll adjust it later upwards if I feel that's appropriate. Oh, 3d6? You're like Saul Goodman. You just haggled for a better price. I mean, better damage. Good for you. Mm. Mm, no, it's less damage. No, I mean, yeah, of course it's less damage, but... From... More than 1d12. Exactly. Down from yeah, 1d12. Yeah. Oh. Alright, 3d6. It's the, like 1d6 of my Plankton Rapier, but okay. It is a legendary weapon, so that's why. I'm glad you're interested in it. Fantastic. That'll be 50,000 gold pieces, please. 15,000 gold? Sure thing. Fantastic. Uh, please place it on the scale. Do you have 50,000 gold? 
Yeah, I do have 15,000 goals. I said 50, 5 0. <laughs> oh, 50. 50,000 gold. I don't have 50,000 golds. Oh, I guess he's gonna have to pay some other way. I suppose if I offered that, I'd be acceptable. But since this is an establishment where I have to pay the overhead, uh, and he takes the dagger back, I'm going to have to hold on to this until you can find an acceptable form of payment. Damn, that's crazy. Unless... Do you have something that he can do for you? Ah, funny you would ask. Of course I do. I need a favor. And he shouts over uh, your shoulder, Atherius. Not that kind of favor, Abbot. Ha, ha, ha. Charlex owns me a bit of money. If you would collect from him, I'd much appreciate it. He starts taking out notes. He says, can you tell me his name again? Yes, he's a bit of a, a muckety-muck, a, a big wig, a to-do about town. His name is Jarlax. Jarlaxel. Jarlaxel. Yep, uh, I knew I'd remember it eventually. Uh, Jarlaxel. Jarlaxel. Oh, my Jarlaxle. God. Oh, my God. Okay. G-A-R-L-A-X-L-E. Of the Breck And, you know, the mercenary squads, they... Have uh, been cleaning up lately ever since the demonic incursion of the Demogorg and creating the scar across the city. The nobles of this fair town have decided that they need a little extra protection, and his mercenary organization has been raking it in ever since. So, I suppose this is much of a, a, a better time than any to collect on him since he should be able to pay me without too much friction. So, he owns you money, right? Indeed. If you're able to collect for him the half a million gold that he owns me, I consider this small commission on your debt towards the dagger. We could call it squares. Nice. Guy knows how to... Well, character, if I do that, do we keep it damaged as it's supposed to be? Uh, I don't understand. No, I have no control over what the damage of the dagger does. The dagger is completely separate from me, Gilmore, the owner of this fine establishment. You'll have to take it as it is. And at this point, you do remember the drow that was accosting you on your way into Gilmore's, Belgos. He was offering to take you char- to Jarlaxle. Mm. He also made the comment about Sarah. Oh. Do we know a Sarah? Or oh, it... God. Atherius oh, does. God. Oh, God. Ah. Ah, he has to. Uh, you remember the, the name of Jarlark uh, Saul? And it is not interesting to remember the conversation that he had with What was the other draw that was trying to protect me from going there? Zora. Zora. Okay. I should put that fucking name on there. Zoro. Uh, like uh, the Pokemon. Uh, okay. Adelia says, Well, 
seems that my destiny is supposed to be there. I will make sure that he, um, he holds the money that you're supposed to regain. But what did he do to, uh, what did he, what did he accomplish to not pay you in return? Non-payment has resulted in a stoppage of services, and there's been a little bit of hard feelings about it. I do hate to resort to sending a collector after him, but debts on debts and they must be paid. Not to mention... Because him instead, what was this service about? A good businessman never reveals the entirety of his dealings between his different clients, you must understand. I... Uh, he does understand that because he's a rogue. Yeah. I must maintain confidentiality to ensure that the integrity of my business dealings are maintained. Uh, I do understand that. Uh, well, where do I sign? Handshake to your friends. And he goes ahead and he spits in sand. Holds it out for you to handshake. He does the same thing. He does the same thing, but twice. Uh, like he spit twice. And grabs his hand and shake it firmly. The wet handshake, you guys seal the deal, and you make your way back out into the City of Spiders, where you see a pacing and almost frenetic Belgos watches you come out, and he immediately like launches into the speech. Look, seriously, Atherius, I need you to come with me. I, This is, uh... I, I'm gonna get my head cut off. This is the last chance I'm being given by Jarlaxilla to... Accomplished, and this is really a minor task. It won't be uh, more than five minutes of your time. Please come with me to the uh, agreed upon meeting spot, and it will be worth your while. Look, I'll give you some money. How much do you need? Let's go, please. Name a price. It, I will take you with me. It is in like around. You see, Zora is actually over enjoying an espresso at Krabby Coffee's pop up. You uh, this the like wagon that you hadn't seen before that was kind of like close for business the like uh, this umbrella like pop up has kind of unfolded and these lights have popped on and uh, yeah good uh, Krabby's back uh, over there selling coffee and there is says to uh, to whatever he's speaking to he says well Zara is doing her bidding to protect me and I'll just tell the nine Jamie but she needs to come with me is it okay for you? If you think that's absolutely necessary, I suppose that's that's acceptable. Uh, he, oh, uh, it's not ex- it's not that's acceptable for me. It's acceptable for her. She needs to watch me uh, because I don't know this place very well. But, but it seems that my fate is supposed to be there. So get yourself lucky that I accept this offer because I just changed my mind. And at this point, you kind of catch. She catches your eye and starts walking over with. Uh, she's got like one of those cardboard cup carriers, and she's got a couple more coffees in there. And she makes her way back over from Krabby's and meets you all, hands out the coffees. All right, I suppose we're going. And you guys make your way over to the mercenary establishments of Breg and Dareth. And that's where we're going to cut scene back over to Alaria.
Wonderfully relaxing eight hours inside of Gilmore. Wait, no, yeah, that's not where you are. That's where they are. Inside <laughs> of Porcini's. Mm. Roaring fireplace, warm atmosphere, the dryness, the dry heat of the fire is in a stark contrast with the continual wetness and cool cold of the Underdark as you've been traveling through this entire journey. It really sucks it out of you. You know, it's got a a continual terrain, just the being wet, being cold, and the contrast here and the warm, over-stuffed chairs besides the fire, dipping in and out upstairs to the bedroom to catch a few Zs up there with Corli. And, of course, the wonderful food here at Porcini's has rejuvenated you. Mm. You're enjoying yourself so much, you don't notice for a little bit but after a while you feel eyes on you and eventually you are able to catch one of these drow that are they're observing you they're keeping an eye on you do I recognize them at all? you do not you look at them and you see they are uncouth a bit of a unkept appearance. They're ragged. Hair is uh, fuzzed and messed. Robes, uh, different clothing that they're wearing are cut up. They're almost rags at this point. And they're blatantly staring at me or just kind of glancing over every once in a while. Surreptitiously casting stealing looks. Mm. And where are they sitting? Other side of the tavern. This is a... This is a multi-fireplace tavern. This is just an absolute pinnacle of traveling inns. Very fancy. They've... They've kind of set themselves up in between two different fireplaces at one of the most undesirable spots. It's kind of this uh, shadow that they've blended into in the back, and you wouldn't necessarily have seen them if they had any kind of competence or subtlety, but they they seem unable to control themselves to a large extent. And when you catch them staring, there's a second or two where they realize that they've been had, and they break eye contact and go back to staring into their drink. I'll be right back, Coralie. Okay. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna just gonna march my make my way right over there. They uh, on the table. Can I help you? Uh, uh, and they like see you approaching, and they like look around trying to look for an escape, and then you're already there because they're indecisive. Um. Uh, um well, yes, I. Uh, would appreciate it if you could accompany me to uh, my friends and I would like very much to have a word with you if you are available to do so. Where? Not far from here, not far. It's a uh, close, the uh, uh, 
group. The group would very much appreciate um, an audience with you. We could see a, a kinship in the influences that we are suffering. We are hoping that you might be able to help us. And uh, Who's your group? We um, share an affinity. We are all individuals that were deeply affected by rival of a particular demon lord and uh, and if you uh, just have a, a quick chat with us we would uh, love um, to see like we just want to pick your brain and see like how you're dealing with things and how you've been able to hold off the influence of um uh, and uh and just discuss certain matters about uh particular uh, prince nah I'm gonna walk away wait, 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 wait. and as you walk away they like stand up and uh, the chair goes like falling and skidding across as they like completely uh, just start making a mess they're like spilling people's drinks and they're bumping tables wait so uh, Laurie please I important to our group we could uh, make it worth your while and we have access that we could provide you with a uh, different uh just gonna turn grab him by his collar and slam him against the nearest wall uh, oh my god i said no and i'm just gonna i'm like holding him a little bit off the ground and then i'm just gonna drop him and continue back to Coraline. then you drop them they fall right straight onto their butt they can't even hold themselves up uh and you return back over to Coraline. He is like still sta- sitting on the ground as you like sit back down and you're keeping an eye on him and it takes him a good couple minutes. Like everyone's like alluring, uh, ignoring him and stepping over him for a minute. You can tell that the dregs of society, there is uh, clearly not uh, very robust social services in the city of spiders and he is either being completely ignored or uh, some people actually kick him as they walk by him. Well, he is a man, and he was just told off by a woman, so I imagine they're like, yeah, whatever. Standard. Happens every day. That's where they, yeah. that's where men belong, groveling on their, on their knees. However, walking up not long after this encounter is a woman with a clipboard. You see her dressed in rather fine silken robes. Her spindly glasses they, uh, continually need to be pushed up, and she uses the, her pinky finger to do so as she approaches your table, takes out her clipboard. Excuse me, I would like your name, please. For what? I'm asking the questions. Name? No. I don't know you, and I don't owe you anything. <sighs> Well, I see that you are unescorted, and I would... I'm just going to put down the symbol that I was given. <sighs> Shit. How's Mizram, then? Mm. And have they been abiding by the Title 42 requirements of quarantine? Quarantine? Heal the COVID. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, under normal circumstances, if I were finding illegals who had been unescorted during these very trying and serious times, 
I would have to take you into custody. Under Title 42, I remind you that we are in a stage of extreme contamination and the spores of a Zagutmoy have been infesting our fair city, our population. I will Zagutmoy be taken... is dead or sent back to the Abyss of the East. That is fantastic news. However, her influence continues to permeate our culture and... I and she looks back at the symbol on the table really fast you can see a little bit of un she's not as confident as she was before and she is not sure how far she should push it in this moment I'll tell you what I'm going to stand up if it's that much of a problem we'll just head back to our room come on Coralie pick up the symbol upstairs yeah uh yeah i'm coming and Coralie follows you up uh up in your wake and calling out after you uh she is writing furiously on the clipboard you can tell that this woman is really not used to being dismissed so summarily dirty migrants flooding into Merzo Barazan. This will not be the end of our discussion, Alaria. I will see you in... And she, like, begins to, uh... Stop. I never gave you my name. How did you know that? Uh Uh-oh. It's our business in making sure that we are aware of anyone who comes in and out of the city. That's, uh... And she is, like, making her way. She's backing up as she's clearly realized that she's a bit outgunned here and on her own. So she is uh, going into full Karen mode where she's going to be looking for an escort of of guards before she comes back to mess with you more. But, um, yeah, she is uh, doing the thing where she is, like, turned about 180 degrees and is walking out on her heels and calling out over her shoulders like threats and blusters. You'll not replace us. I'll have you know that this is is completely unacceptable and we will uh, be discussing you discussing this in more detail extremely soon and I have more advantageous position. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to head into my room. Mento Bears and needs to build a wall. It'll be the biggest wall without all the spores. <laughs> Not even staying here for long. It's just here to kill some demons and then I'm gone. <laughs> Real pro. So it's about at this point. Um, it doesn't take long. You and Coralie are kind of just like laughing and blowing off steam. Like, ah, oh, you believe how stupid the bureaucrats here are in this city when you hear a. Uh, Laria, Laria. Go open the door. There, standing at the door, is that extremely unkept gentleman, and you see uh, now that what you thought was a like a male drow is actually just a very small, like a diminutive stature of a female drow. You wouldn't have been able to tell because of uh, like some of the disguises and she was like wearing more broad shoulders but you can tell like the a lot of these different aspects of the disguise she hasn't been able to maintain mm. 
Gloria, I, I saw they're coming back. There's a quite a serious amount of them. There's uh, the gods, elite drow warriors. There seem to even be some mercenaries who are bringing their with them. They're coming for you. Please follow me. I can I can lead you to safety. I'll be fine. I was told by Zora not to go anywhere, so I'm not going to go anywhere. You're going to go somewhere one way or another. You can either come with me, we can protect you, or you will be dragged out of here with Coralie, and you will be taken wherever. God knows where they're taking you. Don't say Smirking beneath my helmet, I'm just going to crack my knuckles. I'd like to see them try. Oh, dear. Uh, she's backing away, like, slowly, and she's like, all right, well, uh, don't say I didn't warn you. Offer continues to uh, be out there. If you would uh, if you would like someplace uh, safe to retreat, so uh, unending I waves. I recommend you just leave. All right, I'll uh, my way out. Uh, I see you don't want to say Coralie's name like that. Ugh. I'm going to shut the door. You shut the door, and about 30 seconds go by, and you hear an entire cacophony. 20, 30, 40. 40 pairs of footsteps. They're, like, collaborating up the door, and then the door is broken off its hinges as it's smashed down. There's like a few axes that come through as they chop the door in half. And there is a entire mess of people out there. One woman, Priestess of Loth, carrying a tentacled rod, steps through the por- um, the portal. Well, that's not very nice. You ruined this poor owner's door. Porcini will live. Alaria... You and Corli are to come with us immediately. We are to escort you to the House Bainry, where you will have a meeting with the matron mother. I'm fairly certain House Miserum is creating a meeting for us. I think I'll wait for that to be dealt with. That's precisely why the matron of House Bainry would see you. She would like to gauge your worthiness before the Council of Eight meets. Mm. No, I don't think I'm going to be going. Hilaria, you are such a badass. I love this. They are clearly taken aback. Not only are they not used to being talked back to, they are not used to being stared down by someone who is extremely confident with 40 plus guards behind them. And that's where we're going to cut scene back over to <laughs> <laughs> Abbott and uh, yeah, Abbott and Etherius. Just the goblins there, helmet glow, just like, I am not going I guess, anywhere. I guess, guess Abbott is with me. Oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Abbott. I require only my presence, and Abbott is there. Okay. <laughs> All right, Abbott, well, did, you, did you follow Aetherius? Uh, well, I guess so. I mean, Abbott wouldn't want to leave Aetherius behind. Uh, okay. Abbot Atherius, you follow this drow. Belgos, in through this winding maze of the city streets. You are going to one of the outskirts, one of these buildings that rim the city. And before you make your way down into uh, a heavily fortified and well-guarded establishment, 
you pass by the central spire of Norbundel, this huge piece of rock, this column of obsidian glass that goes up and even maybe supports the huge cavern that expands all above you. You hear moans of agony, cries, screams coming from this spire. And at this point, it's getting into the wee hours of the morning. It's like that part of the morning where four, five o'clock, the early risers are out and about getting a jump on things. And you hear just these screams of pain echoing through the quiet as the sounds of the city start to build up. The incels, the dissidents, the disloyal, you see them carted around the central spire and marched. And on Norbendel, you hear their screams and their groans echoing across the cavern walls as a mass of suffering, this detritus is secured to the Cyclopean Tower. Mm-mm. What happened to these people? I asked the drill. The disloyal. These are the individual drow that will be sealed inside Norbendel as examples to make sure that we maintain law and order in the city. Law and order is very important to a society. It's paramount. You can't have a society without it. And this is one of the many ways in which we found it most effective to make examples. And as he continues to walk you inside the building, you see behind you another of these incels that you saw down below get stapled into the top of the column. Their screams echo through the, co- through the entire chamber, beginning to mingle with the increasing noise. And then you see across the way, your building is not so far from the sorcery, and sashaying from the seclusion, the evergreening figure wearing the skin of Gronk Benri, the so-called archmage of Menzo, of Menzo Berazan, thrusts both arms from the top of the spire up into the air, calling down a perfectly symmetrical drip of magma that slowly drools down the sides of the spire. The poor souls anchored in and near the ceiling of the cavern shriek as the molten glass envelops them, cementing them inside the superheated liquid, writhing in agony. You see blurry shadows squirm, shivering in agony, forever burning, unable to die. You see the shadows smudge still deeper within the layers and layers of the spire, showing pricks of former malcontents forever trapped, forever unable to die, screaming in terror, burning along with their fellows of undead, searing, eternal suffering, flies trapped forever in the strands of lost weave. Far be it from me to judge other societies. And have it continues on. You don't give a crap. You said there is this the what he's looking at. I don't think anybody would be very I don't think anybody would be very very happy about what's going on. 
No, especially through Sinism doesn't like this. This is a limit in these rules. As his voice begins to be more deep and ang- angry. Oh, he's angry. These feelings of robbery, how dare they cement souls inside of a state of eternal pain and suffering. Those are your souls. These are the things that cross your mind. And as you question your escort, Belgos turns to you. He's a male drow, and he may not be entirely happy with how the matrons have set things up here, and he smirks. Who's in charge in all of this? No, he's getting me things as who is in charge of all of this. Look, friend, that's something to take up with the Council of Eight. The matrons run our society, and they structure how things are done here. It's one of the many reasons I joined in with Jarlaxle. The the mercenaries here are, for the most part, male, and we are able to carve our way through society without too much friction with the normal pillars. I was able to cast aside my domination by the more feminine aspects of our civilization. But please, maybe he'll be able to explain it to you a little bit better than I can. And you guys proceed inside of the fortress, making your way through the different rooms. You see armories, forges, different blacksmiths at work, sharpening or creating different sets of gear, armor, weapons, Eventually, you make it inside of a large cavern, high-ceiling war room, where, at the end of the table, sits a flamboyant drow, feet up on the table, has different advisors around him come up with plans and have arguments. He seems to be somewhat disinterested in what they're saying, and as soon as you walk in, his feet kick off the table, he stands up and starts walking over to you. Fantastic. Well done, Bogos. I'm glad you were able to find them. Welcome. You must be Atherius and Abbott, no? Yeah. Indeed. Good, 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 good. Please come on this way. And he guides you over the table, takes out a couple of chairs, and sets you in front of this large map. You can see the most recent additions onto the map seem to be this huge claw rift where the Demogorgon made its path carving through a we are just an absolute rift of destruction through the city before eventually exiting. And he takes up, once again, his seat at the head of the table, kicking his feet back up. Fantastic. Glad you were able to make it. Now, I'm not a man for small talk, and I believe getting to brass tacks is the most important thing here. What is your business here, and what do you intend to do in our fair city of spiders? Mm, I've got one question for you. Yes. Uh, do I know that this man is uh, Jarlaxle, the man who I'm speaking to? He is indeed. He is the leader of the mercenary organization, Bregan Deretha. Before you speak your words, he have some... Uh, he has to think that you hold for someone. Yes, and what would that be? It seems that you owe some money, uh, somebody started business with uh, Gilmore. 
knows when to come calling. I swear, as soon as I even sniff at success, that one's always calling in the favors. Well, I suppose you want us to be there for a purpose, but I'm here for a purpose as well. Before Fantastic. you... Before you send to us to obtain of your duty, you need to repay him what you owe him. Well, tell you what, it seems like you've come here with a task in mind. I don't suppose why I couldn't send you on your way, unfulfilled, unsatisfied. I've been meaning to pay Gilmore back and resume our usual standard business. Well, until this, uh, this one that you own him isn't bringing to him, then... We're not discuss business. Consider it done. I will make sure that you are provisioned with the things at Gilmore, with the entirety of the debt to settle it between Gilmore and I. Help see that this is followed after you upon your return over to Gilmore when you depart from our fair establishment here. And at that, he gets a nod over to one of his assistants, and they begin pulling out different scrolls, and you just see their eyes go really wide for a second as they see, like, some of the numbers, and they're, like, uh, looking back over towards Jarlaxle, and he gives them another curt nod, and, uh, yeah, they start, like, leaving, and you hear just, like, enormously heavy trunks being, like, Uh, loaded onto your, what you're assuming are carts. We are here to kill the demon lord inside of a very tall tower. Yeah. He, 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 he's trying to shut your mouth, but you don't have a mouth. And he says, you, you don't speak. What? I was under the impression that all the demon lords have left. Are you saying there's still one here? There is a very weird looking demon guy in a very tall tower masquerading as the powerful wizard that brought all the demon lords here in the first place. Aterius looks at you and pinches his nose and says, okay, uh, I, bet I think we need to go. And he pushes off uh, you. Yes, and a, uh, if you're willing to, to move away, do you, will... do you think you could help us? Listen, I said we don't talk about business before Gilmore has his money hole. Gilmore, Gilmore is, is of no consequence to me. In fact, he was actually quite mean earlier. I see no reason why I should respect him as he doesn't respect me. Maybe he was mean to you because you were mean to him. I hardly said anything about him. What did you say? I just said that if the slavery works so well to build this big city, maybe it's not so bad after all. Uh, you have to understand that it doesn't work like this, uh, but there is a very bad thing. There's no good thing about it. Is the, maybe, are, the, are, the build, are the buildings not tall? Uh, it's not about the building, about, it's about the society. Aren't the you women understand. not prosperous? Listen, I don't think you quite understand. 
of society works. And the thing that you say has been nurtured for him. That's why he kicked you off. Why should we judge a society based on our views? Have you not looked at what the people were screaming about earlier? About the suffering? Did you not hear that? Aren't they being punished for crimes that they committed? Do you think that I did not steal for money before? Did you? I didn't. <laughs> Look, uh, then, maybe you should, then maybe you should take it up with the people that run this place. Listen, this society is completely different. I don't think the, the, the people that was trying to steal was into a good matter that was against their will because there's no resources here. Look at it, look around. It's so empty. There's web everywhere. There's stone everywhere. There's not even food everywhere. What do you think people will do? They're trying to steal for, for sure. They try to survive. There's plenty of spiders to eat. And if you didn't want to contact diseased, Friend, I would highly advise against eating any of the spiders. That would be one of the worst blasphemies you could occur that you could perpetrate here in the city of spiders. And all the followers of Loth, who our society is founded upon, would summarily cement you inside of Norbandel. Now, thank you for this riveting discussion about philosophy. I very much appreciate it, although I do suggest you hold on to this for later when things aren't such uh, on a pressing timetable. Thank you also for it's revealing. It's in general like so. I don't mean that these people who are suffering didn't mean to do it by purpose or their, their own mean. They're just trying to survive. As Kimar is also trying to survive. I hope that you're a man of your words and you pay him for what he owes to me. Do you know how much they owe him? I am a man of my word. You feared not, Atherius. You can rest easy and make sure that you know that leaving here, you will be able to settle your debt with Gilmore. Just as I have, I would suggest that you take caution, especially with your friend here. He makes good point in saying that you do not judge a society in which you survive in. And I have done well myself with realizing the real politique of what I was born into and living on the edge and being able to scrape by in what some would consider a criminal fashion. Do I know he's in charge of all of this shit? You look around, everyone is continually like bringing documents to him for him to sign, looking to him for advice, somewhat interrupting the meeting is like, as you two talk, and he is going around inspecting different pieces of gear, armor, seeing if it's up to quality. He is obviously the head honcho. <laughs> he, he, he chuckles and says, Well, we'll see about that. And he runs up as he as he's trying to say, as he is running, as to, I hope that you're you might not wear words, because I will slice your tongue if you're not. As you're making your way out, the door opens in front of you, and striding through the door, you recognize the woman 
who makes her way past you. She leans in and gives you a quick peck on the forehead as she walks over and sits in Jarlexel's lap. You motherfucker. <laughs> you mother. You see. About my okay, so Sarah is here. You see Sarah, and she sits okay, in Jarlexel's lap wait, wait, and wait, says wait, wait, to wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. It's good to see before, you again, Athy. Before she leads on his hat, on his hip, he's definitely gonna stop her. She's already and sitting this. down in his lap. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. No way. This is this is crazy, dude. So even if I if there is stop her, she's still going to Jarlaxo. You're stunned. You can't believe it's her. And as she gives you a quick peck on the peck on the forehead, walks by you, goes over, sits in Jarlaxel's lap, says to you, "Hello, Athy. It's good to see you again." Is that you? Well, who else would it be? I don't understand. What are you doing here? Well, that's a long story. I'm sure we can get into it. And so that's where we're... By my, by, I saw you die by my own eyes. How are you here? Uh, that uh, is where, the in this yeah, moment she, of... She died. She died. <laughs> she did die. And in this moment of confusion, you see her smile, and that's where we're going to cut scene back over to Ilaria. <laughs> Don't you know the DM can bring back anybody from the dead? <laughs> from you back from the dead. A reason how Ethereus doesn't know. Yeah. Tell you what, it's probably that goddamn demon guy. He probably put some fake boobs on and then, <laughs> is, you know, trying to trick us. It's Definitely. working. Anyway. So, as the camera zooms in to Porcini's, there is a whole bunch of noise like a bunch of dying going on one of the drow guards gets launched through the wall and just goes splattering into the street there's full on brawl going on here out here Hmm. Um, the original priestess of Loth that was uh, in the room and trying to arrest you or maybe not arrest you but escort you to Matron Benri she has retreated and she is calling out to the rest of her squad retreat retreat we'll come back with reinforcements we must fall back as Alari just like wades through a river of blood uh, the, the bar back behind the counter is like cowering in fear uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's going on your tab, I have you know. Why don't you put it on their tab? This is their fault anyways. You know, that's a good point. Uh, I'll take it up with insurance, actually. We should be, uh, covered. Uh, I'm sorry. Hmm. Gonna make sure all of them get out. Throwing the bodies. <laughs> and then just gonna head back upstairs. <laughs> Yeah, so you head back upstairs, you, like, take the door that was knocked off its hinges, and you put it, like, back in the in the frame. And it's, it's kind of askew, but it's still, like, there. And 
about like five minutes go by or so and you hear just I'm not even open the door what do you want uh Loria we've actually uh we've brought the group here to you as you you are the chosen one we we are obligated to follow you we've disbanded we've abandoned our usual meeting place and and now we decided to to do what is intended what has been mandated mandated what's been commanded of us we will follow you Aloria why he's told us he's told us that we must and at this point you can see who as you go over to the door you see in the frames in like the cracks of the door where like not only is it busted but it's not quite sitting in the frame correctly there's just eyes people are looking inside and you notice that some of the eyes are askew like they're unfocused and as you go to the door to open it up you place your hand on the doorknob and it feels wet and it writhes underneath your hand the eyes leak in between the cracks of the frame and they start to elongate across the walls of the room you look back at Coralie and she's looking at you she does not see these eyes she does not see anything abnormal she's she's got a grin on her face like a bemused smile I'm just covered in drought buds <laughs> She, she thinks that's funny. Okay. Just gonna pull my hand off the handle and take a step back. The door remains shut, and they continue to call to you through the door. Laria, Laria. We'll follow you, Laria. We're your loyal servants. We know that you know. I suggest you leave me be. Of course, of course, Master. We will leave you as anything you command. Let us know if we require any assistance, anything at all. We will make sure if anything needs to be done, command us. We will see to its completion. Just going to sit on the bed, setting my sword and take off my helmet and just hold, pinch the bridge of my nose. What's going on with them? I have a bit of an idea, but I don't really care right now. Eh, let them stew. I'm sure they're not going anywhere. <laughs> Are you all right? Oh, I couldn't be better. You kidding? Porcini's pastries? All you can eat? I mean, none of them got past the door. No, the door is still shut. There's no one even bothering trying to get in. You can hear scratching coming from beyond the door, but other than that, there doesn't seem to be like anything going on. Okay. I meant the uh, the other the drow arm, the small drow army that were trying to take us. I, mean, I would have made sure none of them got past the door, just being a wall. 
Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely none of them were able to get through. I mean, there were parts of some that got through, like some <laughs> arms and some legs, but... Yeah. But Coraline goes back over to uh, the window seat, and she's kind of just, like, looking out from a seated position, and she, like, goes, uh, pulls out some what do you call those knitting needles? Like those long ones? And she starts knitting a, like a little stuffed animal kind of thing. Hmm. I'm just beating off my armor, not risking taking it off, considering what happened. Yeah, after a moment, she kind of sees what you're up to and she unobtrusively just starts to help out a little bit, giving you some rags, some clean rags. And... Man. Yes, uh, city, sir. We certainly are popular here. So it would seem. Hopefully, they get the idea not to fuck with me. Well, certainly say you made that point. In any case, it seems like soon we'll be able to meet with the Council of Eight and put through our our request and see if they were able to not only gain an audience but also come to some kind of agreement for the armies. They. We'll probably be here pretty soon. I know that they were assembled and they say they'd stop making their way down here. I believe that was some good amount of time ago. Actually, you know what? Let me, um, and she takes out. It's not like a, I forget what those cal, the calculators are with the different beads on them, but she's got like this kind of like, it's like some kind of cross between a manual tabulator and a sextant. And she's like doing some calculations and she has a map and a calendar. And she's like, oh, yeah, she should be here in a day or two. Um, and I hope we're able to meet with the council before then. It'd be quite embarrassing if just this army shows up and we haven't gotten their approval for them to enter the city by then. That would be quite bad. I imagine it would end in bloodshed. Well, I mean, that's why we're here. That's uh, why it's very important that we go ahead and make it to our assembly meeting and we're able to put forth the overshoes for help and, and make sure that they know that we're here to, to, to give them our aid and not on a mission of conquest or anything so untoward. Hmm. How skilled are these armies? Have they taken down anything notable? I... I do believe this will be their first test out in the field. This is the assembly of uh, Grakul, uh, Gontelgrim, and I believe uh, Nether, Neverwinter, and also a few other cities. Uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure if they were able to sign on uh, before the excursion left or not, but I mean, it'll at least be three, four different cities. It's uh, bound to be some. Uh, coordination of hers and perhaps some communication challenges as well I don't think that that won't mean that they're not an effective fighting force however Gondorim I can see being capable but potentially others you just thought it would be a good idea to send these effectively rookies against demon lords something's better than nothing now Laria and I'll have you know it wasn't exactly my idea. I decided I could help in my own small way by uh, serving as an ambassador. I, I'm not a fighter. 
No, no, I understand your concerns. It is a legitimate worry to have, especially now that we've seen so many demons here in the Underdark and how powerful they are. Hmm. Though they feel weaker and I anticipate it. You know, they're called demons and a group of four are able to take them down. Maybe they're... Maybe you're just stronger than they anticipated. Maybe, like, you're really, really strong. You're, like, almost god now. Seriously, like, holy shit. I don't wish to be referred to as such. I am just a woman. Well, it's not really... I definitely don't see you as godlike in, in your power levels, but, you know, I'm just saying if someone like a demon lord was trying to kill you, and I could see how they would be frustrated. Yes, I suppose. That slime certainly tried, but he injured very far and far himself in the process. Hmm. Yeah, serves him right. Speaking of slime, how about we get some grub? Sound like sure. a good idea? No, we should just just be here. We'll just pop downstairs really fast. Shouldn't be a problem. Would you mind uh, taking point? I'm not sure. There could be hmm. something out there waiting for us. Of course. She's so wholesome. <sighs> yeah, Coralie's the best. So, yeah. um... He's Coralie's best girl. Except for Alaria, obviously. <laughs> Totes. <laughs> So, Laria, what do you do? Kiss her, kiss her, kiss her. Sorry. I'll head downstairs with Coralie taking the lead so that in case there's something, I get it first. Okay. Yeah, so you open the door, and the first thing that you notice is as the door, like you push it open, it hits something. So you, like, continue to push, and you slide a drow who was sitting in front of the door. He's not resisting. He's almost limp. And you just kind of, like, push him out of the way. And as you open the door, you realize that he was carving into the ground. And as you make your way and you kind of step over these different drow, you see that there are jagged counterclockwise spirals carved into everything. There are spirals on the floor, spirals on the doors, spirals on the walls and the ceiling, and they continue to carve them over the other spirals, completely ignoring you as you step and carefully weave your way down. At first, what do you think you are doing? Facing the property of Portini? None of them respond. They continue just to feverishly carve. They continue to focus 100% on their work. And Coralie is like casting you uh, a grin like, what's this about? I'm gonna like pick up one of the people. Ask a question. He's, he's here. He, he's... He's here in the city. Who? Prince. The prince is here. He 
he's here for us. He's returned to us. He was here. He left, but he returned to us. And then drop the person and continue downstairs. You continue downstairs, and the entire stairway, there's, there's a drow every couple of feet. And when you get down at the lower level, you see this entire tavern has been vacated, and it is full of hundreds of drow. And as you make your way down there, they all turn in unison, and they look at you. Some of the drow have two heads. Not only their head, but a decapitated head of another drow on a stick fashioned to their own head in the likeness of their god. And as you continue to make your way to the counter, Corlai is like, got an eyebrow raised, but kind of continues to grin as every single one of these people goes down into their knees and they begin to arms up pray to you. And do you see all of where they've been? These same counterclockwise jagged spirals carved onto every surface, the tables, the chairs, the floor. They're layered over each other. They're insulated. They insinuate a feverish carver etching into the stone. Then, the spirals begin to twist. Each of the carved spirals begins to move. The forms become snakes that drill deeper into reality, revolving continuously, rotating around you. Their eyes, they're watching you. Okay. I think that's enough. You all can stop go praise the chosen one praise the chosen one do I have any way of contacting Zora or anyone from House Miserum like is the symbol just a symbol or can it be used like as an emergency contact Coralize steps forward. I, I can cast sending. What do you what do you want to say? Well, I'd like Zora, Zora to get back here so that we can move somewhere else. Some uncomforting company here. Yeah, good request, honestly. Logical. Absolutely. Plus, if we move somewhere else, then uh, we won't have to deal with the others finding us less quickly. Absolutely. So you go ahead and, you know, make a short little message for Coralie to relay. She casts Zending, and you hear what Coralie's saying, and her voice becomes like distance, like it's underwater, and it continues to zoom out, and these spirals, they continue to twist around you, and you hear a voice inside your mind. Your voice was low in the You're very quiet. Yeah, yeah, There we go. Please. 
will be remade for him. It got really silent. Mm. Not gonna lie. Yep. You feel that voice in your mind, the continuous snakes that you see, the symbols, they continue to spin around you. What do you do? Die. <laughs> um, once Coralie is done sending her message, I'm just going to pull her into a hug. That's sweet. You reach out. You reach out across a distance that seems unfathomable. Your arms, they're so long, and as you feel her at the tip of your fingers, you're about to bring her in. It must be done, Nalora. Something real. Bring us back together. We must open the way. We must open the way. We must open the way. The way will. gonna put my hands over my ears and just start screaming stop shut up shut up what's up just what's up what's wrong down, <laughs> crouching down just holding my hands over my ears you're back the entire area has vacated there are no more drow inside of the establishment you Coralize is a little bit concerned but she has a, a plate with a couple sandwiches on them and like crackers and different like goodies on them you hungry <laughs> no not really cutscene back over to abbot and Therius. <laughs> okay so i see okay is sarah next to Therius? sarah has uh yeah you guys are sitting at the same table you're pretty much right next to each other uh i will pull her off and bring it uh outside for a couple of seconds hey that's huh rude and even ask <laughs> yeah there is we'll pull it pull her outside okay well um while theris pulls her outside abbott's gonna converse with this guy you know try to see if he can help in any way but you know you could do, you could do that whole thing first obviously that seems like the little more important thing Absolutely. Sorry, it's it's very important for Atherius right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, Atherius, as you and Sarah make your way outside, get a little privacy so you guys can talk. Abbott, you and Jar Jarlaxel, you you're like being not interrogated, but he's showing an extreme amount of interest. So you're saying that he was a demon the entire time? It appears. When I tried to take the notes that would help us complete the ritual to send the abyss back, it he made the room all long, and it made and if I felt fatigued, almost as if my core processor was dampened somehow. I I don't I can't explain it. He must have used some sort of magic uh, illusion, most likely. Have you been able to talk to Swan McAfee? He's usually pretty good at these things. Not, not yet, but, um, well, he died, but, you know, I brought him back, of course. So, you know, he's a little out of it, but I I'm sure I could probably talk to him sometime. Man, these are exciting times. 
Grump's always been a little bit of a prickly pear. And yeah, this is gonna like uh, the camera's gonna pan over to the balcony where where you, Etherius, and Sarah are talking, and she gives you like a winning smile, and she's like, "Yes, Athy, what's up?" Uh, I can't believe it that I'm seeing you right now, but did, did you remember when you fall and I was trying to help you recovering? Vaguely, it's a little fuzzy before, you know, uh, before I came back, I'm really kind of just starting over again, trying to pick up where, well, from who knows where. I wasn't really sure what happened before that. I have vague memories of me running some kind of resistance, and, well, of course they came after me. There's no such thing as a long-lived revolutionary. I know, but it's just confusing to me that I, I say die and you're standing right, right next in front of me. I, I don't understand. I, I, I thought I lost you forever. Yeah, you should know more than better, better than most people, Hathi. Death's hardly the end. Well, the thing is, I, I made a deal, uh, Sarah. He looks down. Oh, what kind of deal did you make? I'm actually a big fan of deals. I've been making a few profitable deals in this city. <laughs> it's not the deal that it makes you having a lot of money, Sarah. It's a deal of bringing you back. Ah, so that was you. Wait, what do you mean? Well, it's not like I just came back from the land of the dead by myself. I was wondering what exactly happened there. He looks to see if death is around. She sees you glancing around and she kind of grabs your hand. Athy, death is always present. We can't let him haunt us and control our actions. We must live every day like it is our last. Uh, you have to understand that I build a relationship with him to bring you back. I want to, I want to hear what he's his words feel as he as as he like put his both of his hand to her hand and tries to see if it's not it's not it's not literally saying out loud but he's trying to look if death is around you feel a shroud pass behind you you know he's there he looks at him and says i thought i I didn't complete my task yet. Yeah. Seems like some of the deal's provisions would have been expedited a little bit. I didn't intend for things to work out like this, but under new management recently, and some of the contracts had to be resolved immediately. Well, I thought we were agreed to sleep. Well, that I was going to help the party to slay these uh, demons, right? Yes, and if you could complete your end of the bargain, I'd be very appreciative of that. However, it seems that some, uh, oh, uh, all, yes, most all of the contracts that I'd made previously had to be summarily executed and enacted. There wasn't anything I could leave hanging as we... Uh, 
Look, it's a lot to explain, but it seems like... Well, the matron of mothers is no longer my employer, as it were. I'm subcontracting for a new master. I see. So, it means that my duties fulfilled then, death. Well, I've held up my end of the bargain, Athy. I'd appreciate it if you did as well. Does that mean that she will still be alone there? Who knows? Like I said, we're under new management now. What is the new management, Def? Well, I'm sure you'll find out soon enough. There's no reason for me to spoil the coming events. Seems like it's heating up quickly, though. Do I need to do anything to keep her alive, Def? Oh, oh yeah. No, it's going to be real important you're on your toes. Going forward, it's going to be quite tricky. Then what is it? I'll do it. Fantastic to hear. Tell me. Well, if I had a crystal ball, I'd go ahead and tell you. I don't know the future. I'm now Atherius. Do I look like a divination wizard? <laughs> that is not what I meant. I meant if... If... I need to do anything else to to execute your duty. Now you said that we were in new management. I suppose that I have something else to do. Seems like you've been let off the provisions for now. Clean slate going forward, although I wouldn't know if that interests that particular lord of death now. We'll see what happens. I'm sure that they'll have new instructions for me eventually. However, as it comes to our relationship, I don't suppose we could continue as if nothing ever happened. <laughs> sure thing, but I, I hoping to grant you something for for Sarah. I know that I did a lot of things for you, Def, but it just seems that it was too quick for me. I I never thought that I could have seen her again. I'm yeah. hoping to do something else as well. I'll try and move into the new phases of our life. The new aspects. I hope to continue my work as well. I hope so. Well, back into it, shall we? And, he does. Uh, and he looks back to Sarah and says, Sarah. I... I come here to... to help some friends of my own to save you. I hope that I did the right thing. Yeah, only you could tell that, Avi. You have to be confident in your decisions and know that I'm behind you no matter what happens. I am glad that we could see each other again. I well, I don't remember much from yeah, the before four, but do feel a kinship with you and 
feels like just yesterday we spotted ways. Well, I'm sure I can ask death to bring you your memory again, but I do not wish you to stay here, unfortunately. I, I don't like this place. What? I'm having the time of my life. How could you? What do you mean? You'd take me away from this fine city. He is not into a great perspective of this society that you've been resolving from your past life. I can assure you that whenever you bring memory back, you will not wish to stay here. Matherius, I assure you that a matriarchal society is the pinnacle of any kind of organization of humans. This is where I very much appreciate staying. Nah, I don't like it. I prefer that we, that we go to another place where we can just relax and then be going through enough troubles. We, we then fed quite a lot here. And I wish you did the same here. That we just spend our lives as we were spending our lives in the past. Atherius, we all want to retire to a beach somewhere, kick back with a mojito and enjoy the sunsets. Unfortunately, that's not realistic, is it? It is to me. It is to me. I hope you I was find waiting it. for that moment to see you for an eternity. And I... And I feel you did a mistake. That provides you to your death. And I don't wish to, to happen it again. And I want to protect you because I have the power to do such now the thing that I couldn't do it before. We all make our own decisions, Atherius. You can't protect me from the places that I choose to go. He looks down. He knows that he, she's right. We all must take responsibility for our actions. It's a high-level skill. Most people never get there. Being able to know what the consequences of the actions that you take knowing that you deserve them. Accountability, Atherius. It's an aspect of life that most people never achieve. Well, if you wish to stay here, I will stay. Oh yes, Atherius. I'd very much appreciate your company. I feel like my memory is coming back the more time I spend. And I have a feeling things are just warming up here. Man, I'm about to cry. <laughs> uh, you see him uh, putting in tears in, uh, on his cheek. And he says, Well, I'm hoping that this event will come to be true. She sees the tears, like, making their way down your cheek. She reaches out with the back of her finger, like, wipes them away. 
brings you in for a tight hug. And then releasing you gives you like a deep smile. And at that point, you hear something from outside. You feel reverberations echo through the fortress. They vibrate so violently that you have to vague, you have to try and stay up on your feet. Actually, give me a give me dexterity saving throws as you guys try and like stay up on your feet as these different crashes echo through the building. Give me a second. Is he something? Okay. Uh, okay. Next thirty. Oh, I'm using a lucky point for that because no way. Uh, what? No, using it again. What the fuck is this, bro? I'm cursed. No, I'm using another one. Last one for goddamn sake. Roll better, please. You're just gonna fall on the ground. It's not like a too serious of a roll. Uh, I spent my my three lucky points anyway. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, you catch yourself a few times. As the rumbling increases in volume, it's getting closer. Something is just outside of the fortress. You make your way outside. You're kind of coming to where the the cart with all of Gilmore's money has been loaded into. You see it like wobble before crashing onto the side and all the gold that was in all these stacked up chests comes spilling out on the side. As you look over and see up in one of the top portions of the cavern and a crack that's run along the side, something sticks its head out. It shines from the light cast from the central spire of Menzo Barazan. And for a moment, you're blinded by this extremely bright reflection of this head as it pokes itself in and climbs a body huge it's gargantuan and as it launches itself into the central huge space where the city resides it unfurls its wings and flames arc out from the sides of it as this trail of smoke travels behind this ancient dragon you see each of you laria Coraline, you guys make your way outside you see Thumberchad arc through this chamber, the golden dragon, its shimmering golden plates flying towards the central spire where it crashes into the central spire. It lands and begins tearing out huge chunks of molten obsidian glass from the top of it, and it carves itself a cave up towards the top of Norbendel. Well, obviously, Abbott will go to the... <clears throat> go outside and see what's happening. Abbott, you see the same. You, along with uh, along with your friend Jarlaxel, you guys look up and you just in time see this huge golden dragon start to chunk away these enormous pieces of Norbendel before sequestering himself inside of a carved-out cave that he makes inside of the obsidian glass. Huh. 
be doing here? That's not good. Should we leave or should we fight? That's the question. Well, I believe that having Alaria with us could prove useful in, in fighting a gold dragon. However, I'm le leaping to believe that we don't know these dragons' intentions quite yet. Corlai, did you get a message from Zora? Yes, uh, she seems like she's uh, dealing with a little bit over there at uh, Bregan Dureth, but they're going to be coming back as soon as possible. I think they're on their way back over to Guildwars right now. Do you instead send them a message to meet us underneath where that dragon just went? Yeah, sure thing. And uh, after a few moments, Zora steps up to you, Abbott. Uh, I suppose your friend Ilaria and Corlai would like to rendezvous at Norbendale where that giant dragon just carved away a piece of our very important architectural feature of the city. Ah, uh, yes. Running towards a three-story gold dragon. I cannot see the problem with this. Yeah, seems like a great idea. Onwards, yeah. my companions. Darius will, will say to Sarah to what in the hell is this? It's certainly yeah, getting exciting. Oh boy. Wouldn't be anywhere else Sarah. in the world. Sarah says that? It's certainly interesting that only Alaria knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Sarah waving uh, at you, Atherius, and uh, Abbott as you guys write the cart, put all the gold back in there, and start making your way into the city if you'd like to start heading back to Norbendale or making a pit stop at Gilmore's. You can do that. Well, I guess we should probably stop at Gilmore's, you know, to get the weapon. But then we should probably make a beeline straight for the Tower of Light, which... You know, if it goes out, you know, the whole city's in darkness, which, yeah, that's pretty important. Yeah, probably should save that. As you make a little quick step, uh, pit stop at Gilmore's, drop off the loot, pick up the sword. Coming out of Gilmore's, you guys pass each other. You see the war duck, and he gives you a smooch no. as you guys <laughs> enter on into Gilmore's. Dylan, that's where we're going to end the session. Oh, uh, dang. We didn't do anything this session. We we spent like 20 minutes going to Gilmore's. We could be fighting the dragon. Oh, damn. But I was like, you know, I didn't want to start the fight without Ingram. That would be cheap, you know. Not sure, We're not going to be fighting the dragon. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, He's our yeah. friend. God damn, sir. My, okay, so, well... You know everything, guys. Uh, I guess so. I helped free him. Why is he here? It's eating up. Uh, What's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm vaguely acquaintances with the dragon. Hello from the little shop of all right. Well, yeah, that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Thank you all very much for playing. Good night. Oh, but last time I saw him, I was a kobold. <laughs> you were what? <laughs> Hey, what? A kobold. A kobold? Okay. Did you die? No. What did you die? Uh, what is the kobold game? I was kobold. Okay. What? But you are a kobold, right? Yes. Oh, man. I, I am so excited. I mean... There's so many possibilities. I mean, like, 
Oh, I mean, Atharius with the Sarah gal, Alaria with, uh, what's her face? Coraline. Uh, yeah, Coraline. I mean, Coraline and Alaria, literally the best match ever. I mean, it's crazy. Honestly, 